What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bed Goods Big 12 Bullets, the podcast. This is the very first episode of what I hope to be many episodes of the Bed Goods Big 12 Bullets podcast. We've been a email newsletter for a couple seasons, and I decided to branch out into podcast, the podcast world, starting with this exciting Big 12 season. Make sure to subscribe to the newsletter at Big12Bullets.com and uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, which you probably haven't since this is the first episode. We're just going to lay out what exactly I'll be doing on the podcast on this episode, and then next week we will do the previews of each of the teams like I do every year in email form, but I will be doing it also in podcast form and just you know mix up the content we'll do some things in the newsletter and some things on the podcast so for this episode just going to talk about some of the plans I have for the season so for the podcast what I'll do the newsletter will be still bullet format as as I've been doing but I I typically have done a a long sort of intro on some interesting topic or, or some odd take I have each each week, but that part will be in the podcast form while the bullets will still be the newsletter. So the newsletter will still be bullet form with random observations, what I think are jokes, and just information about what's going on in the Big 12. This will be more of a um, free-form discussion of random things I saw during the week. Hopefully, I'll also be putting together some videos um, some breakdown videos. Uh, maybe I'll do a little something like uh, John Boy on Twitter does on ba- for baseball games, um, taking kind of quirky moments and breaking them down and narrating them, things like that. I have some plans to do that. I'll also be doing some interviews via podcast. Um, last last year, I did a uh, good interview with, with Kevin Hageland of 105.3 The Fan, talking about A&M and uh, A&M's legacy in the Big 12 and then moving over to the SEC. You can see that on Big12Bullets.com. That was a good interview. I really liked doing that. But as I was doing it, I was like, this would probably be better as a actual discussion that everyone can hear as opposed to a written interview. So I'd like to do some of those as well. I'll be reaching out to people I know and, and trying to get some interviews. And so the podcast will be something that that um, is more of a uh, free-form uh, discussion of different things in the Big 12 while the newsletter will still be just the bullet format, and, and in fact, it'll probably be a quicker, easier read than it has been uh, the last couple of years. It's it's really fun to do. It does take up a lot of my time, so I decided to start a podcast, which will take up more of my time, but um, that's fine. I really enjoy doing it. I'm really excited for the Big 12 season this year. Lots of things I am excited about. I, I'll get into those as we preview each of the teams, I mean, just the main storylines, as we we all know, as we'll get into, of course, is Texas back? Is Sam Ellinger legit, or is he kind of more talk? Is he going to take that next step and be a, an elite quarterback, or is he going to be kind of one of those guys that's remembered as a, a I don't want to say a, a legend yet, because he hasn't reached that status, but he'll be remembered as a guy that people at Texas liked, but everyone else didn't. But will that also entail him being really, really, really good and elite and uh, almost Baker Mayfield-esque where you have to go, well, I don't like the guy, but I give him the credit for being good. That's what that's what we will see this year. Is Jalen Hurts, can he 
become an elite passer at Oklahoma? Will he follow in the steps of Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray? I have no idea. I mean, I'm an OU fan. I went to OU. You know I'm going to be a little bit biased towards OU, but I'm also going to be honest. I I was never a huge fan of watching Jalen Hurts passing at Alabama. I was happy he went to OU because I like that OU is getting guys that are considered pretty good, and, and you want your team to have the best options available at quarterback. He won the job, so obviously Lincoln Riley thinks he's pretty good. Will he be elite enough to carry them to where they want to go, which is, of course, winning the Big 12, going back to the playoff, hopefully winning a game in the playoff. But that, of course, always depends on the defense. Alex Grinch, the new defensive coordinator for OU, is he legit? Can he turn the team around? That's a big storyline. And then there's all kinds of other storylines because there's a lot of teams that nobody knows anything about. Um, the one other team that I think everyone's confident about is Iowa State. They're ranked for the first time in, I think, 41 years in the AP Top 25. A lot of people think they could win the Big 12. I agree that they really could win the Big 12, and maybe this is Matt Campbell's last year at Iowa State. That's going to be a fascinating team to watch. I love Matt Campbell, and I love what he's done at Iowa State. And then you have a big group in the middle. You've got Baylor, who could be really good, who could maybe, maybe take a step back. You got TCU, who, I mean, you just never know about TCU. They were bad last year, but Gary Patterson almost never has two bad seasons in a row. Oklahoma State, again, Gundy's kind of like that too, where he typically doesn't have two or three bad seasons in a row. He typically will have a team that that can jump up and be really competitive and really good. Um, they, they've got a lot of question marks, but uh, I, I would trust Gundy to answer those and, and make his team a dangerous team again. You got less miles of Kansas. I don't think that team's going to be good, but they should be improved. And it's always fun to have less miles in your conference. And then you have West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Kansas State, who I don't think will be good this year, but they have new coaches, and it'll be interesting to see what they do um, with those new coaches. Uh, West Virginia, of course, also has Austin Kendall, who was Oklahoma's quarterback, backup quarterback to both Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And now he'll be starting against his team. And, and you know, he knows all of Lincoln Riley's secrets. And so that'll be really interesting when Oklahoma plays West Virginia. So those are those are the top storylines that that just kind of come to mind early. And then I'll break down, you know, each of the teams in detail next week. One thing I did want to say, just to kind of close out this short podcast, is a word about Cedric Benson. So Cedric Benson passed away this week. Really tragic. He was in his mid thirties. I think he was 36. He died in a motorcycle accident. And one of the things that I was struck by when people are talking about him is they always, they've been introducing him as Texas Longhorns legend, Cedric Benson. And that's absolutely accurate. And that's the way he should be introduced. But he, he, he actually played longer. He played more games for the Cincinnati Bengals than he did for the Texas Longhorns. He played four years for, I think, both uh, both teams. But, you know, he played more games for the Bengals. He had more rushing yards for the Bengals. But it's, it's just something that I, I've been thinking about with college football. These guys are on our teams for such a brief time. I mean, Kyler Murray played less than 15 games for Oklahoma. Um, Baker Mayfield seems like he was at Oklahoma forever and it was three years. I mean, we always joke about guys that have been on college teams for, for just, oh man, they've been there for 20 years. And at the most they've been there for five years. Sometimes they were there for six years, but that's really rare. 
And, and then they a lot of them go on and either they never play in the NFL or if they do, they might even play in the NFL for 10 years, but it's for three different teams and they're never really identified with a team in the NFL because it's a job. It's, it's a thing. They don't choose where they get drafted. They often don't choose who they get traded to. And even in free agency, the, the options are not always exactly what they want. But college is where they, they picked to go for the same reason you picked to go to that school. I mean, you pick, I picked, I wanted to go to Oklahoma for, for certain reasons. These guys wanted to go to Oklahoma for certain reasons. They picked to go there. They wanted to go there. And you, you picked your school. They picked their school. And there's a kindred spirit. There's something exciting about being there, watching guys who did the same thing as you and who are technically going to classes just like you. And and then they're they're Oklahoma Sooners forever. They're Texas Longhorns forever. They're Baylor Bears forever. And they could play for ten NFL teams, but they're never that guy forever. And so so I just was thinking about that with Cedric Benson. He's a Texas Longhorn legend. He was fine in the NFL. He's pretty good. I mean, but people, I feel like your legacy often in the sport of football is built in college football, and and that's why as people who love college football, I just think that one of the things that I forget about a lot is how much we really need to appreciate the guys we have when we have them, because it is such a brief time. You know, Cedric Benson hasn't played for Texas, didn't play for Texas for like for 15 years, but he's still a Texas Longhorns legend. No one outside of Cincinnati is introducing him as Cincinnati Bengals, you know, star, former star or whatever, but he's always a Texas Longhorns legend. And he's always, a you know, people will bring up his incredible high school career as well. But it's just something that as we go into this season and we think about guys that we're excited to see or guys that, you know, I think about a guy for Oklahoma like C.D. Lamb, he still feels like he's a freshman to me. But this is going to be his last year at Oklahoma because he's going to go pro after this. And there's guys like that all throughout college football. There's guys on your team that you are so excited for them to have their breakout year, but then you have to remember that their breakout year probably means they're going pro, especially if they're a running back or a receiver. Um, they're not going to be, they might have less than 11 games left. If they, there's some injuries, they might have less than five games left on your team forever. They're never coming back. And and it's just, I don't want to start on a, a negative note. I want to start on a positive note of just thinking about the appreciation that we need to have for the work these guys are putting in, the talent that we're getting to witness and just this special nature of college football in that it is very fleeting. And these guys are not on your team very long. They're not going to be Tom Brady that you get to watch for 22 years play quarterback for your team. It's at most five years. And and really, it's probably two. And so I'm excited for this season. I know you're excited for this season. There's a lot, a lot, a lot to look forward to. I'll get into that in detail next week, but I just think take this week. There is a game, Florida-Miami, this weekend. That's going to be really exciting. Take this week. Think about how excited you are for the season, and just remember to appreciate every game because there are so few, and we have to wait so long in between the national championship game and the first game of college football. And that anticipation builds so much. But just remember, like, you're not going to see these guys very often. For the, I mean, you're not going to see these guys anymore, many of them, after this year. So just appreciate that. Watch as many games as you can. Go to the games you can. Cheer loud. And remember to subscribe to the newsletter, Big12Bullets.com. Subscribe here on the iTunes Store. And 
We'll talk to you next week.